KFP3 core content. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about palpitations. Uh, we're going to cover AF, all the um, PSVTs, um, you know, all the rate and rhythm controls of AF, the Chad's 2s, has bleds, and crazy stuff. So just remembering the diagnostic triad for cardiac arrhythmia includes fatigue, dizziness, plus or minus syncope. Fatigue, dizziness, syncope is cardiac arrhythmia. Red flags and history and exam would include chest pain, diaphoresis, dizziness, ECG changes, signs of hypothyroid, signs of heart failure, loss of consciousness, weakness, murmurs, and hypertension. The diagnostic probability diagnosis of PALPS include psychogenic AF and PSVT. Important causes not to be missed would include ischemic heart disease, hypertension, heart failure, mitral disease, and thyrotoxicosis. Sinister life-threatening arrhythmias include VT, Tussauds, Six Sinus Syndrome, and Complete Heart Block. Drugs that can cause palpitations would include alcohol, antiarrhythmics, antidepressants, atropine, caffeine, cocaine, digitalis, and diuretics. Life-threatening causes of palps include what we just said. VT, complete heart block, hyperkalemia, and hypomagnesemia. Differentials of palps uh, from a check include SVT, ectopic beats, uh, VT, bradyarrhythmias, malfunctions of your uh, implantable cardiac device, Valvular heart disease, cardiomyopathy, anxiety, depression, somatization, hyperthyroidism, hypoglycemia, high output state, um, you know, such as fevers or anemias, pheochromocytoma, meds, so withdrawal of beta blockers, anticholinergics or symptomatics, lifestyle things like caffeine, alcohol, nicotine, and illicit drugs. Features of history. In differentiating palpitations would include frequency and duration of the episodes, nature of the palps, are they fast, are they regular or versus irregular, whether there's any precipitating factors like caffeine, stress or meds, whether there's any features of ischemia like chest pain, dyspnea or nausea, symptoms suggesting arrhythmia, hypothyroidism, anxiety, FEO, PE, DVT, drugs, family history of sudden cardiac death or endocrine or thyroid or social things like alcohol consumption and SNAP. Examination in undifferentiated palps would include overall assessment of clinical status, OBS, height, weight, BMI, waist circumference, cardiovascular, respiratory, abdo exam, and thyroid exam looking for upper limb tremor, diaphoresis, hyperreflexia, alopecia. Investigations and undifferentiated pulse would include the usuals plus thyroid, digoxin, virus antibodies, ECG, ambulatory ECG, echo, electrophysiology, and exercise stress test. Causes of sinus bradyarrhythmia would include drugs like beta blockers or hypothyroidism. Treatment of sinus bradyarrhythmia uh, is treat the cause or use IV atropine. 500 marks times 6. History features of Stokes-Adams attack are that you have a sudden bradycardia due to complete heart block. It's sudden onset, you fall to the ground with loss of consciousness. 
You have pallor and you're still as if dead with a slow absent pulse. Have recovery in seconds and you can be flushed. And maybe a forerunner of other arrhythmias. So the management of atrial ectopic complexes. Uh, reassurance lifestyle, so looking at alcohol, caffeine, stress and smoking. Uh, if intolerable, you can give a tenolol, 25 to 100 megs daily. That's a tenolol, 25 to 100 megs daily. Metoprolol, 25 to 100 megs daily. And verapamil, 160 to 480 megs daily. <coughs> uh, so going over the action potential of the cardiac muscles, remembering that the baseline at minus 90 millivolts is phase 4. Phase 0 is the vertical line up. Phase 1 is the slow... Um, decline down, phase 2 is that stability at about 0 millivolts, phase 3 is that drop back to minus 90. So you've got all your classes of anti-arrhythmics, so starting with class 4 anti-arrhythmics, they affect phase 2. Um, so class 4 affects phase 2, and that's that um, plateau phase uh, up at 0 millivolts. So class 4 anarrhythmics affect the slow calcium channels. Uh, and class 4 antiarrhythmics include verapamil, 160 to 480 daily, and diltiazem, 180 to 360 daily. So what those class 4 antiarrhythmics do is prolong phase 2. Class 3 antiarrhythmics prolong phase 3. And they include, so phase 3 is decline back down. Uh, class 3s include amiodarone, 200 to 400 megs daily, and sodalol, 80 to 160 megs BD. And what they do is prolong phase 3. Class 2 antiarrhythmics are your beta blockers, and they, uh, they affect slope 4, so they increase slope 4, phase 4. And they include propranolol, metoprolol, tanolol, timolol. Uh, class 1 antiarrhythmics, you've got classes 1A, 1B and 1C. Uh, so class 1s all work on phase 0 and they kind of depress that, slow that down. Uh, class 1A is procanamide, class 1B is phenytoin and lidocaine, and class 1C is flecainide. And flecainide markedly depresses phase 0. So, so we did atrial ventricular complexes way up here. It's a bit crazy. Um, so that a management of those is look at lifestyle stuff, and you can think about giving beta blockers, atenolol, one twenty-five to hundred megs, metoprolol, twenty-five to hundred megs, or verapamil, one sixty to one forty. So the beta blockers are class two, affecting phase four. And Verapamil is class 4, affecting phase 2. The significance of premature ventricular complexes are that they're usually asymptomatic and noticed in bed at night, but they can be a forerunner of other arrhythmias. The causes of premature ventricular complexes... Digoxin sympathetomimetics, I can never say that word, sympathetomimetics, 
Uh, lifestyle factors, ischemic heart disease, thorough toxicosis, mitral valve prolapse and left ventricular failure. Examined PVC includes looking for evidence of ischemic heart disease, mitral valve prolapse, um, thorough toxicosis, left ventricular failure. Investigations in asymptomatic PVCs include chest X-ray, ECG, if normal and reassure. Management of PVCs will let you need an echo before commencing drug therapy. So moving on to SVT, so supraventricular tachycardia. Basically the causes are having an accessory pathway like Wolf Parkinson White, thyrotoxicosis, six sinus syndrome. 60% are from an AV node re-entry and 35% are due to an accessory pathway like Wolf Parkinson White. Features of history in SVT include passing copious urine afterwards, sudden onset in a young person having a rate of 150 to 220. Complications of Wolf Parkinson White are 30% will go on to develop AF or flutter. Management of Wolf Parkinson White is referral for RF ablation even after one episode. Management of acute PBST is to use Valsalva, self-induced vomiting, ice water to face, immerse the face in water, adenosine, 6 megs over 10 secs, or then 12, then 18. Verapamil, 1 meg, meg per minute, up to 10 megs, if not taking a beta blocker. We can use overdrive pacing or DC cardio version. Ongoing prophylaxis of SVT includes atenolol, 25 to 100 megs daily, metoprolol, 25 to 100 megs BD, sotolol, 80 to 160 megs BD, flecainide, 100 to 200 megs BD, and rapamil, SR, 160 to 480 megs daily.